What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. That's kind of my mindset on it. I just try not to and throw shade at teams that made it because guess what? Charged didn't. And you know what? It's their fault they didn't make it. It's more about the idea that Mel Kiper thinks we need to get to D, and that's why he's penciled in with a defensive tackle. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Was Jr. And tonight I'm joined by two of my co-hosts. One who, again, for the 50th time in a row, is not wearing any Chargers gear. How's it going, Bez? Yeah, it's doing all right, mate. I'm doing... Uh... <laughs> I'm excited because my favourite time of year is that time. It started my draft... Uh, grades prep we've watched some tape i'm looking into the free age i'm so excited for this off season the playoffs can go swivel because it's charged off season baby and i'm happy yeah what happened in the playoffs some team from the desert got eliminated didn't they oh one and done <laughs> imagine imagine get sneaked into the playoffs just to cough up a loss like that Unlucky well look, they shouldn't have beat us down there at the bottom there in sunny California, it's probably 114 degrees right now. I bet he's got his flip-flops on. How's it going, John? <laughs> it's not quite that warm, guys. It's all settled down here. It's in the 70s, so it's still a little cool. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, it's, uh, you know, it's it's nice to be out here. Um, you know, I'm not going to rag on teams that made the playoffs because the Chargers didn't. So, honestly, still, you know. You can you can talk smack on any of these teams that got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, but at, at the end of the day, they made the playoffs and we didn't. So that's kind of my mindset on it. I try not to sit here and throw shade at teams that made it because guess what? Chargers didn't. And you know what? It's their fault they didn't make it. So, you know, it's not like they got screwed out of anything. They screwed themselves. So, you know, I don't think there's much I don't think that there's much that we can say as Charger fans to give crap to other teams who go out in the first round because guess what? We didn't even make it to the first round. So just my opinion. Yeah, and it's an interesting take, this John, because I know you are you've you've you said midway through the season, and I know you said at the end of the season that the the honeymoon period is over for Staley. You know, he's got to show up in twenty twenty two. He's got to take this team forward. And although I'm not going to knock what you said, I've got a slightly different take on. I think there's so much to be done with this team. So the teams that's come so far. I think it might it might need more than one or two uh, seasons more, that, you know, for us to get to get rolling. It depends on what how how patient the front office is going to be. The owners, the fan base are getting impatient because Herbert is absolutely brilliant, and, and people want to see him in the playoffs. So, I've, I, look, he's under a lot. I think everyone in that franchise at the minute is under a bit of pressure because. Some of our premier players are coming towards their the sort of the um, you know the, the end of their prime, and then we've got a, a young crop of players that are making them a name for themselves, predominantly led by uh, Justin Herbert. So I can see where that narrative comes from. So I think this is where we're going to focus our attention on today's show. It's it's free agency and the draft. Uh, <laughs> quite interesting. So you all know my take on the draft. It's a bit of a lottery. Um, you don't know what you're going to get until it works out. We've had some cracking first-round picks of, of late. We do not want another draft like 2020 because, as Herbert aside, it was absolutely garbage. Um, so I'm just really interested to see 
where we, we go. I am now in the John Ayres camp of signing uh, an interior defensive lineman. I think that's a must. And I think we can get a nice little offensive tackle. He's not, he's not actually, he's a monster um, in, in free agency. So, Bez, over to you. Where do you want to start? Do you want to, do you want to look at the draft or do you want to talk free agency? Ball's in your court, dude. It's my time to shine, boys. So, I'm going to, I'm going to start off with a brief comment about the first Mel Kuyper mock draft of the season that's come out. The big news here. Um, he's got us taking a defensive tackle. Uh, it doesn't matter which one. At this case, there's fluctuations in the rankings. It doesn't really matter. It's just a shot in the dark. It's more about the idea that Mel Kuyper thinks we need to address Rondi, and that's why he's penciled in with a defensive tackle. Here's why. Early, hot take. We won't take a defensive tackle in the first round. Go back to Tom Telesco's comments he's made before when he's he's not taken defensive tackles that were on the board for him to take. He doesn't think they're easy to grade. He doesn't think he can evaluate them, that they that he believes they have significant bust potential. And he's much more likely to sign a free agent defensive tackle and skip it early in the draft than take one. I'm going to be focusing early on on linebackers. Kenneth Murray's turned out not to be that great. I think the charges are going to look linebacker in the first or second, and that's where I'll start. That's the draft one side. Free agency is going to be crazy. It's really early. We don't know who's going to hit free agency. We don't know which players are going to get re-signed, tendered. Um, but there's some really good names out there. We're going to talk about them, aren't we? We're going to talk about our top free agents that we want to see on the charges. Um but I, I just think this year could be crazy because the Chargers have so much money to spend. It's Staley's chance to overhaul his roster and make a real difference to the players. He's got some players to resign. You know, it's not just all money to spend out there. He's got to make serious decisions on who he brings back and what he wants his defense in particular to look like going into year two of his leadership of our team. I think it's a really exciting time. Call John, over to you. I think I disagree on a couple points there. Number one, I don't think inability to evaluate players has ever stopped Telesco from drafting anybody, um, as we've seen. Um, number two, I don't think they draft a linebacker early. And I'll tell you why. Because that would be Telesco admitting a mistake. And if there's one thing I've seen as a constant over Telesco's career is he doesn't admit mistakes, especially with draft picks. He will force his coaches and teams to throw out his guys, especially first-rounders, until it's absolutely no chance that they can't commit, right? We've seen the Trey Pipkins experiment over many, many seasons. Finally, we saw a little bit of progress this year, but, I mean, for, for a guy who was supposed to be a big development guy, it's been a long time to develop, right? Jerry Tillery, same thing, right? Consistently seeing him get lots and lots of snaps over guys who are probably better than him. Why? Because he was drafted in the first round. It's good. It's basically been a trend for Telesco where he drafts a guy, invests in the guy, and then he's basically, I'm pretty sure he's just basically putting it on the coach and saying, hey, this guy's got all the talent in the world. You need to develop him. Why isn't he developing? Give him the reps he needs to develop, right? So for me, the fact that he traded back into the first round to go and get Kenneth Murray, there's absolutely no way they use another um, pick on a linebacker. I think he's absolutely going to force um, Staley to try to work uh, him in there and you know you've got kaiser white who's been a revelation there at linebacker he's been really good uh drew tranquil who everybody loves has been a very solid linebacker so i don't see them having a need to draft a linebacker and i don't see telesco sitting there going oh i'm going to draft another linebacker early because guess what that might be admitting fault and telesco is the absolute opposite of of, of admitting fault so that's not going to happen 
Um, you know, I do think defensive tackle, uh, specifically in the interior, is a big deal. Linval Joseph, a guy I've loved since they they signed him. Uh, basically, after midway through the season, after he kind of got COVID, uh, he basically fell off a cliff. So I don't know if he can come back, right? We don't know enough about COVID's long-term effects. We don't know about age effects, right? He's pretty old for for football standards. So I think his time is done. I think his time is done with, with the, with the chargers at least. So I don't think he comes back and I think they do have a big hole to fill, uh, to fill in the middle there. So I think that's, uh, that's somewhere to look, you know, I think given the success and all the Herald that we've gotten for, um, you know, drafting Slater, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to draft another tackle in the first round or, or the second round, right? Shore up that right tackle spot, you know, could be an easy pick depending on how the how the board falls. You know, basically what I'm looking for is whoever the top talent is that falls to the Chargers. That's who Telesco is going to pick, right? Uh, you know, someone uh, I forget who it was the bolted one or master bolt or somebody online was touting, hey, you know, Telesco is always when it comes to the you know the the draft grades after the draft. Telesco's always got his teams in the top like five or whatever, top five or ten of drafts scores or whatever why is that i don't know maybe he just takes every every draft nick's draft board and goes well i'm just gonna draft the highest one on their board that way i look like a genius out there right i don't know what he does but he generally generally will say look whoever the best talent is available that's who i'm gonna try to pick the best talent so uh at 17 it's hard to say who what kind of talent's gonna fall you know maybe davis is the best talent available at that time i don't know maybe a tackle is i don't know you know maybe a cornerback is and we don't and they draft another cornerback you know to, to help out with that aging quarterback cornerback room right i don't know what they're gonna go you know i don't know where the best talent is gonna be but that's probably where he's gonna end up drafting so uh it's hard for me to isolate a position uh in the first or second round that he's definitely gonna go after but I, i'm pretty positive it'll be somewhere near in the trenches whether it's an edge rusher whether it's an interior defensive lineman or it's an offensive tackle um you know i or an offensive guard right like I, I don't know but i think those are i think the trenches is where i'm probably looking for the most talent but again if we get another really talented cornerback that starts falling and he's there at 17 i can easily see telesco pulling the trigger on that because you know that's what he loves to do so i think those are kind of the positions that i'd be targeting as far as my evaluation but i do agree with you bez it is a really exciting time of year i love looking at prospects i love looking at the options out there and i'm really excited for this time of year yeah <clears throat> i mean i think the fact that our defense wasn't up to snuff this year. I think that will that will dictate where where we go. But yeah, defensive backs. We we need a good corner. That's that's imperative. Um, we saw it with the Raiders this year, didn't we? With it, they went defense heavy in the draft. Um, and I think we we could see Telesco doing the same. Now, I don't know what the war draft. Um, strategy will be for the Chargers. Not many will do. Not many will outside of the building. Do they? Are they aggressive in free agency? That, that, then that gives them the drive and the direction for or, for the draft. Or do they? Or, or do they go aggressive in the draft and then pick up the scraps in free agency? They've got. I don't know what they're doing right now, but they need to be looking at all the games and looking at the data because we can't. I just don't think we can wing it. Like you well, we've said, got, we've John, got an analytical team now, haven't we? Yes, we have. But John's made a good point previously about it. it's not that difficult. If you've got a top 15 pick, it's not difficult for a stud to land on your lap. Okay. As we saw with Justin Herbert, that was that was fortuitous that we had number six and the, and the Bengals and the Dolphins um, obviously went for Burrow and, and Tua respectively. But we can't wing it. This is going to have to be a superb draft year for Tom Telesco because he is 
in the warm slash hot seat as GMs go. All right. Because um, ultimately, he's the one that picks the coaches. I've seen a lot of hate on Twitter. It's not, not needed. We don't need that about coaches, this, that, and the other. Yes, the coaches have got responsibility. Drop passes. Who leads the league in drop passes this season? Justin Herbert. Uncharacteristic for Keenan Allen to drop all those um, catches. Eckler's had his fair share. You, you know, the players have to take responsibility, but ultimately the players get, get people fired. Whoever comes in in round one and round two must play at the level to what we've seen previously with the likes of James Herbert Slater. If they don't, we're gonna have we're gonna have passengers on the roster. We can't afford to have that. We've we've got to hit the ground running in week one. Uh, Five hundred record in the AFC West this season, not good enough. You know, we had the division at one point in our hands and we, we let it slip. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see what we do. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Telesco uh, traded up and, and trying to get two picks in the first round, being super aggressive and then try and pick up a bit of a stud in round two. I wouldn't, that would not surprise, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that would not surprise me one bit. We're going to, have, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking free agency because I've got a man on my radar that I think would, would solve a lot of problems and, I'll explain why after the break I'm going for this dude. Hey guys, it's Bez here from the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Uh, before I start, I'm wearing Chargers gear just to wind was up. Uh, please don't find me again, uh, Was. You've already found me more than enough. Um, I've got big news for all of you listening and watching, uh, whether it be on the podcast or on YouTube. It's the divisional round of the playoffs. And our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, they're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're celebrating the huge odds boost, specifically for new customers. They're counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still get action of the divisional round, so don't worry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. Now, DraftKings, they're giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit that you place. Right, here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and you use promo code TPPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. The promo code again is TPPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't forget they're our sponsor and an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for those details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now I'm going to take off this Chargers gear to wind was up. Back to the show. Welcome back, guys. Bez, you never seem to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let, let's, look, let, let's talk free agency. So um, you basically... Tweeted out, Bez, before we start the show. 
your dream free agent, yes. who would it be? I know, I know in our pre-game chat, I threw a bit of a uh, some bait in the water there. I said Mike Williams, which is not about I'm not going with Mike Williams. I'd like to see him come back. Come on, Bess, who, who's your free agent? Who do you want to if you were the GM? And you could have the cream of the crop. Who are you picking and why? I'm going to be, I'm going to be boring because I said this last year. So if you, if you religiously listen to the podcast, you'll know who I said, which is probably, you know, no one remembers that far back. So much water has gone under the bridge since. But I can also think we can fix the wrong. Last season, there was a player out there available from the New England Patriots that was quarterback JC Jackson. And I said I liked him as a young, energetic, high potential quarterback that we could have got. At the time, he was obviously a restricted free free agent and he was tendered with a second round tender by the Patriots and only got paid $3.3 million. What Just think what could have happened. The Chargers, instead of trading up and going and getting the linebacker, uh, you know, we could have ended up with JC Jackson, um, who just was had another incredible season. You know, they got rid of uh, Stefan Gilmore over in the Patriots. JC Jackson stepped up. He had incredible hands he was like a receiver just if the ball's in the air in his vicinity he catches it he's incredible at man coverage and i know we like to play cover three but i think you want a cornerback one who's going to lock down top wide receivers when they come into sofi and away from home he doesn't get beat deep that big play just isn't happening over the top of jc jackson he's not quite as effective in zone but i think when you've got derwin James and an improving Nazir Adley on your team, that can help. And if we get linebacker help as well that can potentially cover, I think that becomes less of an issue for the Chargers. Uh, but he is absolutely a steal. You know, he's up again free agency. He's been to the playoffs yet again for the Patriots. I think you go and you get a cornerback one and leave Mike Davis as your cornerback two. We don't. I don't want Chris Harris on this team next year. I think Asante can take over from him in the slot. And then you've got versatile pieces. If the ball is in the air, they're going to get it and return it for a touchdown. JC Jackson from the Patriots is my call for the second year in a row. It's fair play, Bess. You made your point very clear there. I completely understand what you're saying. John? Oh... I mean, if I've got my choice of what would happen, it would they would dump Mike Williams and they would get Devontae Adams or Chris Godwin. Right. That's what I would do. Right. That's I don't what know, I see me, Bo. I, you know, that's what I would do. I would spend money on those two wide receivers and pair them with Allen. And, you know, you know, you've got if you've got threats like Adams and Godwin playing alongside the is short and intermediate threat of Allen, like how are you gonna defend that defense? It's it's pretty hard to do. I don't think it happens. I think, again, Mike Williams, he's a Tom Telesco draft pick, first-round draft pick. If you think that he that Telesco is going to let him walk, um, you're out of your mind, right? Telesco is going to do everything possible to give him an, a big contract because what's he going to do is going to say, look, look at this guy I drafted. He got a big contract. Look how great I am at drafting, right? Again, this is how Telesco works. This is how he operates. He drafts guys, and then he does everything possible to make them pop so that he can re-sign them and say, hey, look, I signed them to a second contract. They must be good draft picks. So you know and he has so few guys like that it's important that he does it when he gets the opportunity so i really don't think the chargers move on from mike williams i mean mike williams would have to come and ask for basically top five receiver money we all know he's not a top five receiver i don't i don't think he's a top 15 receiver maybe i just i don't like what you saw this year 
is the absolute best Mike Williams. All right. The absolute best Mike Williams. And he still wasn't even that great. Okay. He was good. And, you know, if you go back and watch the tape and watch him, like how many times did he get open because of scheme and how many times, because he actually got himself open. And I can tell you right now, it's actually a lot more scheme and play call and the defense not doing their job than it is him actually doing something to make it happen. Right. So I just don't think Mike Williams is that good of a receiver. He's, he's good. He's a solid wide receiver too. He really is. Like, I guess he's, he's a great compliment to Allen and I have no problem, but if he wants wide receiver one money, he's out of his damn mind. He is not a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two. Okay. There's my diatribe. He's not going anywhere though. We're not spending money on a big name wide receiver. It's not happening. Mike Williams will be back on this team, whether it's a franchise tag or whether, um, Telesco can get him to a good deal. So if there's one thing I do know about Telesco that, that I do kind of laud him for is that he works really well with, um, all their cap guys and contract specialists. And he usually sets the team up for success with his contract so i'd expect if if he does bring back mike williams on a, on a more longer term deal than just a franchise tag it's going to be on a good contract for the team so i'm happy about that but i just i don't know you can tell me you can hype up mike williams and how great of a season he had and you know why it was such a good season because he actually played okay look at his history he plays in a way where his body is injured right he actually played in 16 games this year now he didn't start all 16 because he was injured he only played it. He only started 14. And I think by my account, he only had about 12 or 13 games where he played the whole game as a yep. non-injured player. Okay. That is the ceiling. This year is his ceiling. I do not. I mean, maybe he gets a few more touchdowns, but I don't see him ever topping 1200 yards and I don't see him ever topping more than 10 or 12 touchdowns. Again, this is his ceiling, right? So you're going to pay him for his ceiling season, which he's only done once. I don't think so. This, he is injury prone because of the way he plays. Okay. Not because his body can't handle it. It's just, He's, he's, he's a jump ball special. He's a yeah. contested catch specialist. He catches balls where he takes punishment. All right. And guess what? He's going to be injured. He plays injured a lot and thankfully he does. But as you get older, just like we talk about Julio Jones, right? I was, I was, I was one of those guys who say, look, if you want to bring in Julio Jones in at a decent price, fine, but don't go crazy about Julio Jones. He is an injury risk. Everyone's like, oh, is he really though? I mean, he's only had that one bad injury season. And I'm like, yes, he's getting older. He will be an injury risk. What happened? He played in what? Four games this year. Right. So I'm just saying, as you get older, your body's punishment catches up. That's going to happen to Mike Williams. Maybe not now. Maybe it's later. But I'm just saying, I do not expect Mike Williams to play in 16 games again. I just don't. His injury history proves he does not. 15 has been his cap. Okay. And in those 15 games, there's only been one season where he actually played healthy or mostly healthy in all 15 games. And that was his thousand yard season. I just think there's too much risk and he's more likely to regress than he is to progress in his career at this point. I think you've got him at a ceiling and I think you, I, I don't think you should overpay him, but we're going to pay him. He's going to stay on the team. He's a Telesco guy. He's got good. Uh, he's got great rapport with Herbert. So he's coming back. So my dream of getting one of those elite wide receiver ones, an actual wide receiver one, not a wide receiver two with some upside, but an actual wide receiver one to pair with Allen, not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. So while I would love to bring in an Adams or a Godwin, it's not going to happen. Jesus, he's spitting fire. Is John Ayers tonight? He's taking out Telesco, yeah, Mike Williams, it, 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 everyone. It, 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 it makes some good points. I'm going to go in a very different direction. Um, if you use spot track, uh, spot track, how we say it, um, the, the, the top rated uh, unrestricted free agent on there is too obvious. Von Miller. He's 32 years old anyway. He's coming. He'll be 33, I think, start of the, the, the new season in September. Phenomenal talent, but we don't go there. I'm going to go for a player. 2015 seventh round pick. Okay. 
I used to write for a, a another site uh, a few years ago. Uh, one of the off-season pieces that I wrote for them, I'm not going to give him any airtime. Um, I wrote about this dude saying we should go and sign him. I want you all to think back to the 2018 playoffs when we played the Patriots. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa came up against this rock. They could not get past him. They switched from left to right, right to left, all game. Trent Brown. Now, here's the caveat. Limited snaps. He's only played, um, he's only had two seasons where he's played over a thousand snaps. When he played for the Raiders in 2020, I think he had just under 300 snaps, which is not great. For New England this season, he played nearly 500 snaps. So he's, he's doubled his snap count. So his availability is a bit of a risk. But at right tackle, he's, he's better than what we've got right now. And I think if we got a uh, a rookie in, maybe the second round, I think you've got you've got someone there you can rotate with and something to build on. You're probably looking at about $9.5 million to secure him. Bear in mind, we've got about $78 million of cap space. I believe we've got about $350,000 in, in uh, dead cap. So that's my take in free agency. It's completely sort of... Uh, outside the box, uh, a different way of thinking. But like when we signed Balaka, it comes with a big caveat, you know, limited snaps. So I'm sure if he was on the radar of the front office, they would be evaluating his health and, and, and wanting to know exactly what's going on there. So, yes, I mean, we don't know. Ultimately, we're all, we're all guessing. We're all trying to have our sort of $2 worth uh, to bring into wow. this conversation. Go on following you about how we filled right tackle do we bring in someone like Trent Brown do we draft someone like John said and I just I just think you're all doing going wrong I'm I've entered the offseason my offseason brain has entered me which means I get on the Pipkins bandwagon and think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread so I saw that development I saw that trait he was elite in the limited snaps he played we don't need a right tackle stick Trent uh, stick Trey Pipkins in there we'll be absolutely fine look I, I don't care as long as Storm Norton does not play again at right tackle oh true story you know we 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 need to we need to move on the, the left hand side of our offensive line very very good uh, I know Matt Fehler had a, he had a I think it was the uh, last two games was a bit rocky, but for the most part, he was outstanding. Corey Lindsley, absolutely phenomenal, and obviously Slater, uh, phenomenal. But so we, we've got to fix that right inside the offensive line. But at the same time, we need an edge rusher. We need defensive backs. We probably need a linebacker potentially. We need we need a we need defensive tackles. I think the defense is 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 more of a need. We we need a running back. Do we not need a running back, guys? Does anyone disagree? I'm not. We don't take a running back in the first round, but we do need a running back, in my opinion. Because um, our running There's game some, wasn't there. Like you want to talk running, but there are some really interesting running backs that are going to hit the market here. All right. So one guy I've been looking at is Dearness Johnson coming out of uh, Cleveland. Right. He's yeah. going to be a free agent. They've already got money invested in Kareem Hunt. They've already got money invested um, in. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm having a, a brain issue right now. Job. But, uh, Chubb, yeah, the, one of my favorite Nick running Chubb. backs, actually. I love Nick Chubb. So they've got money invested in those two. They're not going to pay the money that Darren Johnson is going to be able to demand based off the fact that he took over starting snaps and looked really good out there, right? Now, he's not going to get running back one money, I don't believe. I don't think anyone's going to say, oh, this is my running back one. But he runs in a way that I think is effective uh, with our offensive line uh, skills. Um, and I think that he runs 
in a way that uh, in a powerful lead back type way that can really complement Eckler, right? I love Justin Jackson. You know, if he could stay healthy, he's great, but he's a crossover. He's got too much crossover with Eckler, right? He's not a compliment to Eckler. He's Eckler light, right? So great. If you want to retain him as, as running back to depth, great. I, I'm, I'm all for it because when Jackson's healthy and he's out there, he can be dangerous. So great for that. But as far as that kind of change of pace, uh, real g- give a breather, I think someone like a Dearness Johnson, assuming he can be had at a, at a reasonable cost for a running back, which shouldn't be a problem given the market. Uh, he's a guy who I'm really uh, targeting as a, oh, I'd love to see him uh, be brought into the fold, but we'll see. We'll see if they target it. You know, again, they've they've drafted two running backs in, a, in, in two drafts in a row. Joshua Kelly's probably not going anywhere. Um, um, I just don't, I don't see them. I don't know if Telesco's ready to say, look, I've tried twice. I've swung and missed. Let's go somewhere else. I, I, I just, again, it's one of those positions where I feel like they're probably not going to invest in, but again, I'd love to see a Jernish Johnson type player hit that role. Yeah. I mean, th- there will be some gems that come out of this. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure even, you know, look, if, if the charges were smart, that they'd, they'd be tracking this all the way through. Um, and the other thing as well, there's going to be some coaching changes we haven't really spoke about. We haven't even touched on Lombardi going. Whoever comes in as special teams coach, if Lombardi does move on and we bring in a new uh, OC, they might bring some ideas to the party as well. So there's lots of permutations. There's lots of ifs and buts. And we're only going to know when we get to week one in September. It's like, well, this is what it is. I mean, guys, I know we're going to wrap up very quickly. John, Lombardi, does he stay or does he move on? I'm pretty sure he stays. I don't I don't think one year of success, especially when you have Justin Herbert uh, to work with and the rest of these dynamic um, players on offense, I don't know if that's going to be enough to convince another team that he's ready for a head coaching shot. I think he'll get – I think some did teams we, will kick the tires on him. Mike McCoy off one year with a quarterback team? <laughs> We're the only one that makes that mistake. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? Uh, our GM, right? Ooh, sorry. Lombardi, does he stay? Does he go? Uh, do you know what? I just think there is a trend coming that you look at someone that has come in from the Saints' power offense of just driving the ball down the field in the air, and he comes in and he has success with Herbert. Even though the quarterbacks he's coached have been excellent, the guy's going to get some some looks. I don't think it's a fit with the Texans. Don't I just don't see that to be a, a fit. But um, I, I don't think after one year you know, as, as ROC is going to go anywhere. So I think we hold on to him, but the Texans, who knows? They'll do anything. They're crazy. They might hire me tomorrow. Um, the only thing I'll say is that I think on the offensive side of the ball, looking at the playoffs, teams in the playoffs that are starting to light up and get some traction and, and looking great on offense are teams that have multiple talented players at those positions. I don't think we have that. You know, we talked about running back. You look at the Rams, who, who's lit it up behind Stafford. Sorry, Michelle. Cam Akers had a great game. So there's a, a one-two punch. They've got Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Van Jefferson. Uh, they've got Higby there as the tight end. They have attacking options. And then the Bengals, who I think is starting to get traction in the playoffs. Joe Burrow drafted ahead uh, of Justin Herbert. He has Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase has looked incredible. Teams that go far in the playoffs put talented offensive weapons around look, their quarterback. And I, I think we've got think that. We need to do that. Look, the difference between those teams and, and us, in my opinion, is defense. We just, our defense couldn't dig us out of a jam when we needed to. And I think and that's where, a little bit. yeah, well, special teams got better, but the defense didn't complement the offense. 
I think, and I'm not just saying this, I'm wearing this gear and I'm a Chargers fan. I think we've got enough on offense to 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 to, to create problems. But you you need those third down and fourth down stops, which we weren't really getting. You know, we need to, the, the the penalties that we gave away, the fact that we had poor special teams at the beginning of the season. There was there was no complimentary football. And I think that's where it's let us down. And I think there's been a little bit too much fixation and criticism on the offense. I mean, Herbert, just ridiculous. You, you could you could probably put a, a wide out three. Is if you had a receiver core of third of third choice receivers, he would probably still throw nearly four and a half thousand yards, in my opinion, because that's how good he is. I just want to see us be a bit more competitive on the other side of the football next year. You know, Jerry Bose had a bit of a rough time. Um, you know, we've had the we had the injuries to Asante Samuel. The the positive was that 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 Derwin James played almost every game. You know, like you said, Bez Harris, what was was it was a um a passenger, wasn't he? You know, Kenneth Murray. Where the hell's Kenneth Murray? You know, Kaiser White was a positive, but there wasn't enough of that on the other side of the football. And that's what makes the playoff teams what they are. It's as simple as that. So that's it. Any any final points, guys? Off-season content is coming fast, thick, heavy, exciting. It's going to get bit good. Of, bit of draft before we don't forget that Super Bowl nonsense. <laughs> John, any points for you, buddy? I mean, I don't know what to say. I just, I'm still reeling from from the loss. I mean, I'm still not over it. I just, I'm very disappointed. I think we all kind of agree that our ten, um, that our ten win team going forward. So, uh, or this year they should have been, and I think they they missed that. So I did not appreciate that. But honestly, I I still am very positive in this team moving forward. You know, I think they've got a really good offense. They got good coaching. I think moving into 2020, it's an important year. Uh, 2022 is an important year. I think that there's plenty of money to go around. Uh, again, are they going to overhaul the entire team? No, that's not going to happen. No, but I think that there are some key areas that can be addressed, not only by draft picks, but uh, in free agency. And I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. Telesco is on a bit of a hot seat in my opinion, whether ownership thinks that I don't know. He's obviously done a good job convincing ownership that, you know, two playoff appearances, uh, an overall losing record and mostly missing on all the draft picks after round three is fine. Right. I, apparently he's convinced ownership that that's not his fault and it's okay. Uh, enough that he has a nine year tenure. So whatever. Um, but I think that he does have to do something to prove it this year. So I'm looking forward to see what he does. I'm hoping that with his back against the wall and this much upside that he can put together a team that's finally, we can all sit down and go, yep, no question. This is a championship caliber team. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, look, I, I wrote uh, in our, the latest article. Um, we didn't lose that. We didn't lose the playoffs in the desert. We, we lost it when we dropped the ball at uh, Houston, you know, um, and there, there was other games out there that the, 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 the defeat to the, the the Chiefs shouldn't have happened. Um, but we put ourselves in that position, really. And then to actually lose by two seconds with left in overtime, that's just the Chargers' way. But there are lots of positives. And let's just go, look, I can't, I can't, shouldn't wish your life away. I can't wait till September already. You know, um, I it, that 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 defeat in Las Vegas stung, but look we can only we can only sit now and wait that it's in the hands of front office bez any final thoughts let's go let's go win it 2023 super bowl baby where is it oh yeah it's that, that desert place that room it's in that rumber isn't it it's in the big hoover i think 
2020. <laughs> is that 24? God knows. We missed out on winning it at home, didn't we? Yeah, well, well it, it, it'll be back before the end of the decade, I'm sure. Yeah, we might be in San Diego again by then. <laughs> <laughs> on that I'll, bombshell. I'll edit that. On that bombshell. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, enjoy the playoffs. Bolt up. <laughs>